to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. Over the last few years, we've heard a lot of talk about the why or uh, purpose, Um, um, making sure that we understand what our purpose is, leading with purpose, helping other people with their purpose, defining a why within your business. And uh, as you probably know, for those of you that have listened for a while, um, I'm a firm believer in this. I think it's very important to have a, a bigger purpose than just simply ourselves or our product or service when it comes to our business. But that raises the question of why find your why or why lead others to find their why. And today we're going to talk through some of this uh, with our guest, Elizabeth Letardo. We're going to uh, talk about uh, kind of the why behind these things. Why is it important? Why do people need to have a greater purpose? And, and specifically from a sales perspective, you know, so it's one thing just to say, here's this concept and yeah, it's important and you should do this and it makes people feel good. But for those that maybe are less focused on people's feelings and more focused on tangible results, there are absolutely tangible results and data that backs up tangible results around having a why that's greater than just simply selling a product or a service. And we're going to talk through those things today. Some great information. Uh, the firm that Elizabeth is with um, really dives into this and this is their niche. This is their focus is, is helping people find their noble purpose and selling with a noble purpose, leading people with a noble purpose. And so some great information packed into today's episode. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. Also, if you have any questions, if there's a topic you'd like to hear more about, I certainly encourage you to reach out to us and you can do so at podcast at employerblueprint.com. Be sure you hit the subscribe button so that you can always make sure to get the latest content. Thanks so much. Enjoy this week's episode. Well, I want to thank you all for joining us this week on the Employer Blueprint Podcast and uh, excited to um, bring you some information related to uh, selling and, and selling as, as um, our guests will refer to it as selling with noble purpose. And so really looking forward to hearing about what that really means, uh, how you can be implementing this into your organization and how you can lead people through this type of process in your organization. And so it goes beyond just simply giving you the three steps to a sale and doing the ABCs and the features and benefits and all that kind of stuff, but really taking that kind of the next level and and creating some purpose around that. So um, Elizabeth, as we get started, first and foremost, thanks for joining us on the show. And as we get started, uh, why don't you walk us through your history and experience and, and your background and kind of what has led to where you are now? Perfect. Thanks for having me, Kyle. I'm excited to be with you today. I have um, not the typical sales development journey. I actually started my career in advertising. I was an advertising major out of Boston University. I went to work for an ad agency and fell into a sales role there selling Google AdWords. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I had a, uh, a less than purpose-driven experience like many people have in their first job. Yeah. I was held accountable for some pretty rigorous metrics. Selling Google AdWords is all about you know saving one penny there, one penny here. Year. And I, I found myself missing that sense of purpose that I found in college that a lot of people often find in college. And so I started to look into other opportunities, became very interested in why I was feeling so disengaged in a job that I was so excited to get. 
mm-hmm. why I wasn't connecting with customers on the emotional level the way I wanted to, and eventually joined Lisa's firm and, and dug deeper into organizational psychology. I went back to school and got a master's in that and helped her branch out and build the Selling with Noble Purpose empire, where we have training programs, keynotes, virtual learning all focused around how you can feel that sense of purpose and fulfillment and engagement in a sales capacity and translate that feeling out to your customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really, uh, you know, it's really interesting. A couple of aspects that, that I really like. One is um, it's sort of become this buzz, you know, over the last decade or so, this concept of why, um, yep. you know, why we do the things that we do and, and having some purpose behind it. And, um, and so, you know, it's really interesting how you kind of recognized that early and, and sort of shifted your entire career, uh, based on that and, and really goes to show and prove how important that is. So that's one thing, you know, I don't want us to, to gloss over as, is you know, if I'm sitting out there right now, listening to this, um, you know, I think it's important for people to understand, especially leaders in the organization, to understand this is why it's so important that you have a why within your organization and that each individual has something that they're buying into. Because to your point, you can be out there working a job that that you're grateful to have, that maybe you enjoy it, or at least you started enjoying it, and then you get down the road two or three years and you're saying, okay, I'm making good money, but this really isn't fulfilling. And, um, right. and so as a business leader, it's important that we understand our workforce is looking for this and it's our responsibility as a leader to help them understand it and, and kind of help them get a sense of why. And, um, you know, and even in the AdWords space, you can have a why behind that that still sells AdWords. I, I was talking to a gentleman just, uh, I think it was just last week, who um, the industry he is in is not a glamorous industry. You know, it's 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 uh, commercial cleaning services, and he actually made the comment. You know, as the president of the company, he said, um, "You know, that our end product doesn't necessarily excite me, but the purpose mm-hmm. and the vision of our company gets me out of bed every day." And you know, it's because he's seeing this bigger than just simply an end product. It's bigger than selling AdWords. You know, it's 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 something more to that. So I think it's important for people to to understand. So, you know, as you started to recognize your why, uh, you started to think about um, that there's more to this. There's more purpose. And obviously, now through your career, you've had a, an opportunity to see others start to experience this, especially from a sales side, because oftentimes we think of you know, with sales, we just throw more money at it and people are going to sell more. So what is it that helps a salesperson kind of navigate in the direction of saying, now I have purpose behind what I'm doing? Absolutely. Well, I think purpose has become a really hot topic in business, excuse me, for a lot of reasons. Most talked about its impact on employee engagement and employee retention. And we know how that plays out in a sales capacity. If a seller is not engaged, they're not going to sell very much and yeah. they likely not, will not stay with your organization, which leaves you with a lot of sunk cost in terms of training and developing, bringing that person on, giving them resources. Mm-hmm. But what's come out in the last several years 
is the direct link between that sense of purpose and feeling like what you're selling is making a difference on another person, that you are propelling their business forward, that you have noble intent to improve their life versus just trying to hit your number. And the salespeople who fall into that first category, what we call noble purpose sellers, have since gone on, and the research has echoed this, to be more adaptable, to be more resilient, to be higher performing salespeople, Mm -hmm. to give customers a better customer experience. And the collective of that results in a much higher performing organization. Mm -hmm. So previously, we, we talked about purpose in the business landscape as this kind of philosophical thing, you need to feel compelled and that's a feel good feel good opportunity mm-hmm. but what we know now in sales is that that sense of purpose and the true meaning you carry in your heart is a leading indicator as to how successful you will actually be in a sales right. capacity yeah yeah you know i've got a friend that um is in sales and uh you know he refers to himself um he's like look i don't necessarily like the term sales i know at the end of the day that's what i'm doing and that's how i make my money yeah uh but he said you know i'm an advisor and 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 i think one of the things that i really like most about his approach is an understanding if you know his heart you understand this is not an arrogant statement that he makes but he said i know that whenever i sit across the table from someone sometimes they're going to make the wrong decision and the wrong decision is to not work with me because I know mm-hmm. what I'm going to be able to do. I know how what I'm doing is going to help them and it's going to make a positive impact on their business. And sometimes people make the wrong choice. And I think that's such a, and again, he's not saying that from an arrogant perspective. He's just saying it to your point. Like there's a, there's a heart in that. He says like, I believe in what I'm doing. I know yeah, this. I want to help this person in this business improve. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as someone you know, that's in that situation. And let's take it from the perspective of, you know, maybe a small business owner or someone that's leading a sales team that says, yes, we, you know, we need this in our group. We need this in our organization. What are some things early on that we can start helping shift the mindset of our sales team or even ourselves to get to that idea that, hey, this is, um, this is bigger than just simply selling a widget? Great question. I would say the easiest way to embed purpose into the heart of yourself or a sales team Mm -hmm. is to share customer impact stories. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. In sales, we typically tell praise stories, which is you closed it. Good job. Here's how much the revenue is. You're a rock star. High fives. And those are good. In the last several years, organizations have started to tell product stories. Here's how our product made a difference. Here's why it's so great. Here's the specs, us against the competition. But a customer impact story goes one step further than those two stories. It's not about the company and it's not about the product and it's not about the individual seller. It's about the customer and the impact you had on that person. Mm. So instead of, for example, if you sell IT services to small businesses, instead of saying, you close this $30,000 deal, great job, go you. Instead of saying, 
our services are so much better than our competition because of X, Y, and Z. You tell a story of the small business that you're helping. Mm -hmm. Who is that person? What's their name? What's keeping them awake at night? And what struggles are you alleviating? What Mm -hmm. impact is that going to have on their ability to think creatively in their business, to go home to their family at night with peace of mind, to grow their business in a way that's more profitable and lets them provide more jobs. Mm -hmm. So drilling into that what does it mean for the customer instead of what does it mean for us and what does it mean for our product is Mm. the most effective way to point a sales force outwards to that why. Mm. Mm. That's really strong. Yeah, what a great, great concept and great statement. You know, what we find is that, you know, whenever you tell a story, people make themselves a character in that story. Um, You know, it's, 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 of course, you know, there's a book around that, around story brand marketing. And, but the reality is anytime we read a book, we watch a movie, like we, we put ourselves as a character, generally the hero, but we put ourselves as a character, right? Right. We put our, yeah. That's right. And so we put ourselves as, as a character in that story. And that's what's so impactful about what you're saying here is that whenever you tell that story about someone, about someone and not something or a situation or scenario, and you say, you know, I was working with uh, a client, um, you know, last year and uh, she was in a situation where she had seen this increase in um, our particular product line from a previous vendor. And she was seeing a 10%, 15% and someone in their head says, yeah, I saw 12% last year. And you're able to talk through that and say, so she was really frustrated because, you know, she was looking at the bottom line and saying, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find space in the budget for pay increases because of this. You know, that's where people can really start to feel that impact and say, oh, I get it. I feel it. I sense it as well. Um, And so I I agree. I think that's a great way to go about it and, and just help people kind of see themselves in that story. And, and one of the things you have to understand, I think as a salesperson, in order to do that is you have to really understand your customers, not just understand your product or service, but you've got to know your customer and kind of know their thoughts and feelings and emotions to a point of saying, I understand the frustration. I empathize with the frustration of what they're experiencing. And therefore, I'm able to not only relate to them, but I can then kind of pass that on to others. And and I think that, so now I'm, I'm interested in having you kind of talk us through this a little bit more, you know, as we look at sort of the, the, the two... Um, kind of fundamental pillars that come along with noble noble purpose selling is that emotional connection to our customers, to the people that we're actually working with. So tell us more about that. What does it mean and why is it important to have that emotional connection? Because I think, especially as salespeople, oftentimes there is, it is a very transactional connection. You know, I'm on the phone with you. I've got to sell you so I can move on to the next thing. And so, and if you say no, fine, I move on anyway. So tell us about that emotional connection and why it's so important with our customers. The emotional connection with customers is a self-fulfilling cycle because when you have this nobility in your heart and you truly do want to make a difference to your customers, Mm -hmm. you ask more questions, you ask better questions, Mm -hmm. you connect with them on a deeper, more strategic level, and you win a sale that will last, that won't undo itself once the deal is signed. Right. And when you do that, it feels better to you as a salesperson because you feel like you've made a difference, that your work is having a true impact, and it prompts you to go to that next more emotional place with your next customer. So you create this groundswell of momentum that you're feeling really inspired and driven and purposeful. You're translating out to your customers, which is resulting in better relationships, 
they're more satisfied, they're more engaged with your company for the long term, more likely to recommend you, and the whole process repeats itself. But without that level of emotion, you're dialing for dollars and you are not going to be as successful as you could be with it. Mm -hmm. Because customers, particularly in this environment, are hypersensitive to that graspy, you know, Lisa, the co-author of Selling with Noble Purpose, calls it quota breath, where you can just tell someone is after nothing but your wallet. And the second you sign, you're gone from that person's radar. But reversing that narrative and propelling it forward with emotion is more powerful for all parties involved. Yes. Yeah. And 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 you you bring up a really good point there, especially in the environment with the, that we are in right now, which is, um, gosh, I'd love to say at the end of the COVID era, but more realistically, maybe in the middle of, of the COVID area, uh, era, and, and maybe that's even being optimistic. Um, you know, every business, even those that are thriving right now, and there are certain industries that are, but even they are saying, still got to be smart with our dollars and we've got to, we've got to be um, very mindful of how we leverage the, this windfall that's come with this uh, unusual time. And then those businesses that are, that are kind of on the edge and they're, they're struggling a bit. They're doing okay. Keeping the doors open. They're even more conscious of dollars and cents. And so people are still buying people are still, because there's, there are still needs out there and there are certain things that have to be done. But I think to your point, especially in this environment, if we're just simply trying to sell someone, they've got the easiest excuse ever to say, no, we're not spending any money. Even if they are spending money, They've got such an easy excuse to brush off a poor salesperson to say, ah, it's not in our budget right now. I've done it. You know, I've, I've had three call, oh, random cold calls in the last week and they're like, oh, I want to see if you have any, quite literally, this is, so I'm actually going through one of a, a website for, for another brand. We're going through uh, a redesign and I just had a call on Monday saying, hey, this is so-and-so from whatever random company in whatever random country. And wanted to see if you have any web development needs. And he go, well, I do, but no, sorry. We're just, you know, we're not spending any money right now. Okay, thanks for your time. Compared to the people I'm actually doing business with, in which we're able to sit down and it's, okay, what are we trying to accomplish? Okay, how can we do that without overspending and, you know, fit within a budget? There's so much value to that. So, it, 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 it's so important in any time, but especially in challenging times to make sure that you are creating that connection. Um, so I, I'm, I would suspect that anyone that's listening to this right now has kind of listened to the last few minutes and said, makes sense. I agree. We, you know, we've, so, uh, you know, I maybe need to shift my mindset or I'm putting, I can, I, everything you're saying that's going wrong, I can, I can point to the salesperson on my team that that is is doing this incorrectly. So I guess the next question kind of falls into what do we do with that? You know, we've got this information, we've got this data, we we know that people are more successful when they when they are kind of purpose driven. So how do we actually start to implement these things? How do we start to shift a mindset? How do we how do we get people to start thinking from this different perspective and and selling with a noble purpose? You know, you spoke about the time now and how it has impacted so many people's ability to connect, to sell things, even to buy things. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing is that the companies who are putting customer impact, the difference they are making out in the world, mm -hmm. at the center of the business are the people who are winning both the employee-to-employer conversation mm -hmm. and employee-to-customer conversation. 
And what I mean by putting that, that impact at the center of your business is counter to much of the way business is organized. Business is typically organized looking inward. What are our metrics? What's going on with us? What are our products? And this customer is kind of an abstract being out there who fuels this whole thing in a very anonymous way. Right. When we put customer impact, specific customer impact at the center of a sales team, Mm -hmm. it means coaching to ask questions about the impact your product or solution is having on their customers and asking those questions during the sales process before the close. Mm -hmm. It means orienting your CRM system to capture more than potential revenue and competitors to capture a breadth of customer intelligence. Mm. It means coaching your reps to not pick up the phone and lead with a product line like that web development company did for Mm -hmm. you. Something tells me that the company you chose didn't say, do you have any web development needs? probably said something around the importance of growing your business or the importance of reaching your target audience, something more strategic that tapped into your heart than, hey, do you have anything I could do maybe? Right. So I think putting the the customer and the impact you're having at the center of the coaching conversation, at the center of the customer conversation, mm-hmm. and at the center of the internal ecosystem, the CRM system, the reporting, everything like that is a way to shift the shift a barge in a sense mm-hmm. towards customer impact away from these inward looking metrics that we know steer us down the wrong path. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot of power to that. And, and, um, that's a, it's a great recommendation and something for people to understand. Um, you know, and, and so one of the thoughts that I would have and certainly interested in, in yours here as well is if we haven't done that already, you know, getting to current customers, previous customers and asking, you know, I think sometimes we fail to say, why did you do business with us? You know, because we, of course, we think, man, we did it because I did a great job of selling them. But generally, there's something else, you know. Yeah. yeah, so but there's usually some underlying fact, you know, there's something else. And so, you know, getting with customers, I mean, what else can we do to find out if we if we decide this is a shift that we need to make in our own organization? How else can we, you know, what do we need to do to understand? Well, what really is it? What is the um, what is the why that other people experienced through us? that impacted them to help them make a decision to want to do business with us? One of my favorite strategies for uncovering your true impact is to keep asking yourself, and then what? After you say how a customer is different. So for example, in our business, we train salespeople all the time. So I could say after doing, you know, a training session with me, salespeople are better able to authentically connect with customers and they're more engaged in the work that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then what? They're more engaged in the work that they're doing. So they lead better, more fulfilling lives. And then what? These people will eventually become much better leaders because they will start to perform better and they will have a more emotionally engaging experience at work. So continuing to ask yourself, and then what? And tracing it all the way down the the line Mm. takes you from, oh, well, you know, we saved this business some logistical cost. Oh, you know, we did this marketing program for them and gets you to see this sort of outermost ripple of mm-hmm. your actions and how right. you are truly making an impact on that person or business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I had a mentor one time that he always referred to the five whys. And so anytime 
and he would do it with me uh, anytime, you know, I'd, I'd say, oh, this is what's going on, or this is a challenge that we're experiencing, or this is what we're doing for a client. I mean, it was, it was kind of an anything that we really needed to get some more meat around. You know, he'd say, okay, so why? Well, and, and actually, this is how we came up with um, kind of the, uh, you know, kind of led into our marketing strategy of sorts. So one of the things that I talk about um, in both my recruiting and my coaching business is that we're here to provide freedom to business owners that feel shackled to their business. And that came from that concept of kind of the five whys. Like, why do you do what you do? Well, it's this and this. Okay, but why? Well, because it's a positive impact on, but why? Well, you know, because it's this, you know, business owners, they need help with this, but why? And you kind of go through what he called the five whys. And, and, you know, kind of finally we got to, because business owners feel shackled, they feel trapped in their own business. And that's not why they started a business, you know, but, but yet we feel trapped. And so that ultimately is sort of why we do what we do to help them. And so to your point, by leading with that to say, you know, one of the greatest successes of my career is, is when I hear a client that, you know, when I talk to them on day one um, and they're saying, hey, you know, we're just overwhelmed and I haven't had a vacation in three years and it's, you know, it's tough. And I actually had one that, you know, said, I tried to take a vacation last year and the first day we're sitting on the beach and I get a call. I found out one of my employees quit and I literally had to, like, we packed up the whole family and came back home because my, I, I couldn't be gone. You know, someone had to be there. And so the success for me is whenever I hear the flip side of that story and six months later, they say, yeah, I'm taking two weeks off with my spouse and the family. We're going to the beach. We're doing this and that. Like that's the success because that's sort of that extra layer. And one of the things I find it really interesting, you know, just the timing of, of us having this conversation uh, and I may kind of take some of this information and incorporate it tomorrow in our mastermind. I'm actually talking about leading through uncertainty. And the first uh, the first piece of advice that I'm giving is to really um, reestablish your mission and vision, but in doing so, taking a deep dive into that. Because it, it kind of goes back to your point is what's the real impact? Maybe the impact you're making won't make you money right now, but it may build stronger relationships. Because if what you're really there to do, and using my, my personal example, if you're really there to provide freedom to business owners, and that's ultimately at the end of the day, that's everything we're focused on then what else can we do in uncertain times to provide freedom to business owners? And, and maybe it's referring other people that we know that can provide them a service right now. Um, maybe it's providing them additional resources uh, or information or content that, you know, whatever it is to help provide them that freedom. And so, you know, as, as businesses think through these things and exactly what you're talking about, what's the impact to your customer and how do you then take that and put it in a, in a situation that you can kind of story tell to others to help them uh, understand, recognize and put themselves in that situation to feel that same impact. So that is excellent, excellent advice. Um, so uh, Elizabeth, I know there are, there are a couple of books out there um, that uh, kind of focus on this space as well as a lot of resources and information that your organization has around this. One of the things that I really do love about your organization is that it's so laser focused. Um, so it's not just, hey, we do business coaching and here are the 12 different areas that we coach, but it's very laser focused into this concept. So Tell us how we can get some more information about that, how we can learn more about the organization. And, and if someone's saying, yes, 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 these are all the things that we need to do. This is a gap. Where do we go? What, what, where do we, uh, what's kind of the next step for us? 
Sure. So you can Google Noble Purpose and we will come up. Our books, Selling with Noble Purpose and Leading with Noble Purpose, are great resources to implement. And in both of those books, we outline some really foundational steps you can take. You don't need our help at all Mm -hmm. to make your organization more purpose-driven from both a sales capacity and a leadership capacity. You can also visit our website, mcleodandmore.com, for some white papers, resources, videos that go with the books. And you can reach out to me or my co-author, Lisa McLeod on LinkedIn. If you'd like to work with us or even learn more about us, we work with all kinds of businesses on making a more customer-focused sales team. And and I'd love to connect with anyone who resonates with that. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I appreciate this information. Of course, I I buy into it. I agree. Um, I, I hope others out there can understand the value of, of taking on this type of approach. And the reality is, I believe that if you don't take this type of approach now, people are going to leave you in the dust because especially in challenging times, just as we've talked about, and as you've mentioned, people are going to sense that they're going to smell that, that breath, as you say, that quota breath. And so if, if you're just saying, Hey, it's tough. So we need to make more calls to make more sales. I'm not saying it won't work short term and you may not pick up a few sales, but the reality is those that take these times, these challenging times and say, I'm going to build deeper relationships. I'm going to, I'm going to do something with meaning behind it. I'm going to, I'm, I really believe in this. Um, they are going to thrive as we come out of this at some point and they will thrive even in these environments. So, um, you know, the, the nice thing is this is the time to be thinking about what's my strategy moving forward. So I encourage everyone to go check out the information that they have. Uh, we certainly will have a link in the show notes, connect with Elizabeth and see some of the things that are going on out there. Again, Elizabeth, thank you so, so much uh, for for driving this initiative and for getting out there and making sure that people understand it and the, the importance and the value of it. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time to come join us today. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit KyleGorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day. Today's episode was produced by Just You Marketing for all of your podcast needs. Just You Marketing has you covered. Be sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave today and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you and you could reach us at podcast at employerblueprint.com.